What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 446th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. I See, I thought I got the episode wrong when you were laughing before, but we're good. No. <laughs> I, I'm your host, SPJ. Here, we got some Pokemon news. We got Greg here. Hello, I am knee-deep in making yet another Pokemon RPG. A D&D RPG, not like a... No, not like a video game. And it's not D&D, it's a, it's a different system. Oh, okay, okay. Will also here. I really want a hamburger. How do you feel about the meat to bun ratio? Oh my gosh. No, no, not an issue for me. For me, the issue is the meat to cheese ratio. Ratio. Yeah. Wait. wait. I also enjoy all sorts of vegetables on my burger or if it's a, if it's a blue in my burger. Mm. Is it too much cheese or too little cheese? It, It really comes down to if you can't taste the cheese. They have failed. Okay, I, I agree. I agree. 100% on board here. Because sometimes that happens. Sometimes it's just like one little slice of yellow on top of my burg, and I ain't taste no cheese unless mm. I like pull the top bun off and like <laughs> lick the bun. And it's like, oh yeah, they made the effort to you know meet the FDA requirement of enough dairy product to call this a cheese burger. No, I, I need to taste more cheese than meat, I think, honestly. Really? I need them in, I need I need I need generally just a, a the hint of cheese. I like my bacon, I like my hint of cheese, I like my big thick patty. I'm I mean not I do like a, I, I do like having a real amount of meat, right? Yeah. I want my burger to be like that that's the problem with our fast food chains in this country is that the meat is slim. Where's the beef? Exactly. <laughs> um but the other issue, right? And it's, it goes beyond just the burger. Right. Am I getting tater tots or am I getting fries with my burger? Because I'd rather have some seasoned tater tots. I mean, tater tots are a big thing up here. Like, that's, that's often I often, greatly they, appreciate it. They are often, however, not treated with the same care that fries are. That's In what sense? Insufficiently uh, fried? Well, usually way over fried because they forget about them. And two, usually under salted. Because they think all the salt is in the mixture that they pack. I'm like, no, you got to salt the outside too. I go for a seasoned tot. Oh, I so do. So the salt issue is not that big because the seasoning kind of compensates for any lack of salting. Mm hmm. What's your favorite seasoning on a tot? You know, I like that Lowry's. Lowry's? That's not a seasoning. Lowry seasoning salt? Sure is. Never heard of that before. <laughs> what? <laughs> My seasonings usually go in the same form as like the seasonings you'd find on a what is that chicken called? Buffalo chicken, chicken wing. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget so. the place. Was it Red Stag that did truffle tater tots? I Ooh, don't like I'm it. in. I'm in. Speaking of fries, McDonald's. You notice, you notice how Steve avoided his entire controversy about not liking bacon on a burger and his controversial burger to bun. We don't need to get back into the bun talk because How, there's yeah. only one person who I, I mean I could live <laughs> I could eat, eat a hamburger on two pieces of lettuce, which we know is like Yeah. Like garlic is to vampires, a hamburger and lettuce is to a Steve. Valid. How dare you ruin my perfect transition in into a conversation <laughs> about fries to a conversation about Pokemon toys at McDonald's. It was perfect. Pokemon toys at McDonald's? I, I have it. It's what? our first news article. I have to walk a whole block to get to a McDonald's while there's a Burger King right outside my window. 
Well, you know, Burger King, they they peaked with the uh, six gold <laughs> gems that they had. <laughs> the old Poly World Mewtwo Charizard Jigglypuff Pikachu. What's their last one? Bulbasaur? Sure. eBay will let you know. This is off Nintendo Life. Because of the 25th anniversary, it looks like McDonald's will... Well, they did say in the original press release that they will be partnering with McDonald's. But it's supposed to start next month. There is a picture of what the display is supposed to look like. And it's just like generic Pikachu, generic starters. Doesn't look anything too fancy. But there will be cards given out as well, which is usually common. I think almost always that McDonald's and Pokemon have partnered up. There's always a card to go with the Happy Meal. So we my don't issue know with that this. there's toys. We don't know if there's toys. We know there are most likely cards at this point. But what are the toys? It's. It, I guess we don't know fully. But so far, the display shows what looks to be starter stickers or key, maybe keychains. I'm not sure. Is that a good picture? No. I just take issue with this because back in 1998, for those of us that can remember that far back in time, 22 years ago, KFC was the original partner with the Pokemon Company International with their Pokemon Beanie Babies that you could get at KFC. For their 25th anniversary, don't you think they could have gone back to the one they came with and gotten us back into KFCs? <sighs> how, many K- how many KFCs do you think... Versus McDonald's locations are there like for every one That's, KFC I, there has no, to be like I'm talking five about McDonald's. honor justice and respecting the history of where you came from. That's what I'm talking about. Plus, if I had to choose between a burger and a fried chicken, I'd go for I'd go for the fried chicken and a biscuit. Heck yeah! There's your meat to bun ratio. Give me <laughs> like th- three three pieces of fried chicken and four biscuits, and I'm in heaven. The question is. It looks, by the way, it looks like the cards being included are the starter Pokemon. So all we're we're at twenty five starter Pokemon at this point. I think four yeah. times or eight times three plus Pikachu. Yeah, I think that's twenty five. Oh, I guess if you do, yeah. This leads into uh, if you're going to use that kind of math, it's twenty six because Eevee. I don't think there's an Eevee card. What? What a ripoff. <laughs> Yes, but for the accuracy of our program, sure. there's 26 starter Pokemon. Sure, yes. I, I would agree that Eevee would be in the starter Pokemon plethora of things since uh, Gary takes one in yellow. Well, also because there's a game called Let's Go Eevee where your starter Pokemon <laughs> is an Eevee. Well, I thought that was the obvious one. I was just giving another, like, two points to the point. I'm, like, staring no, hard You're at giving these. credit to the people who discount Let's Go. That's yeah. what you're doing. I'm staring hard at these pictures to see if there's an Eevee anywhere, potentially in these cards, and I don't see one. Well, it's not in the cards for this Eevee. Speaking of cards, this is off Pokemon.com. Charizard VMAX, Phalanx V, Rillaboom VMAX, and more in Pokemon TCG Shining Fates. In addition to providing yet another opportunity to hone battle skills and obliterate... This, this is off their website. Opposing Pokemon traders... Pokemon trading card game will offer exciting opportunities to view Pokemon in a new light with each new card. Some cards contain powerful Pokemon, enough to overpower an opponent with a single attack. Others contain Pokemon that simply make you smile or process that special ability when used efficiently and can subtly subtly influence the trajectory of a battle. Somebody really pulled out the thesaurus here. (laughs) 
Pokemon TCG Shining Fates expansion boasts more than 190 cards featuring a range of adorable to ferocious in addition to some ferociously adorable. Here is a glimpse at some of the cards. So we have uh, the shiny the shiny Charizard VMAX card, the shiny Phalanx card, the shiny Rillaboom card, shiny Pulte guys. Shiny, they're all shiny. The, the, the set is called Shining Fates. And then shiny Dedenne. What does shiny mean? Does, do you literally get the alternate color, or is it like just the ram, rainbow kind of holographic that foiling? That is the alternate color like in the games. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was the same so as wait. shining or hidden, hidden, hidden fates. I don't know. I don't pay that much attention. <laughs> but it's the, so it's the same V-neck v, v Charizard. Because that's getting back into style. The same Charizard VMAX that's in the other set, but huh? now in different colors. Yes. My Charizard VMAX card PSA gem mint 10 is going to lose value because it's not as good as the alternate colored one. Uh, yes. No. I don't think the... Mm. I don't think the shiny Charizard, the shiny Charizard V Max card will probably still be will will be worth money, uh, but I don't think it will decrease the value of the other rainbow rare Charizard V Max or Charizard V Max or the other non V Max Charizard, but is a shining Charizard that was in the other set. There's been a lot of Charizards in like the last six very months. Very true. Very true. Charizards all the way down. People so like is this where you Charizard. explain to me what's going on with the TCG? Because <laughs> I am so confused. Yes. So for all I want to do is walk into a Target and get my cards, and I can't. Yes, I had to wait in line to buy cards at a Target the other day, and it was dumb. Well, that's that's what happens when you don't support your local game store. They all went out of business here in Wisconsin. <laughs> That's not true. I, when I was there with you in August, we went to the local game store. The Barrister. Yeah. Yeah, they had like three locations. They're down to one, which is the one you went to. Oh, dang. Boy. Ew, hard times. Okay, so I will give the podcast the fast version of what's happening. I did record the long version of what's happening, which will go up on YouTube uh, with the card game, but ultimately what happened is, I think we talked about this before on the show, but ultimately what happened is right before Champion's Path came out, which was also around the time, it was the time between Darkness Ablaze and Vivid Voltage. Darkness Ablaze has Charizard in it. Vivid Voltage had Fat Pikachu. Champion's Path was the bonus set that came out, which also had more Charizard in it and other cards that people wanted. During that time, a couple really, really, really big non-Pokemon YouTubers decided to open older Pokemon cards like Base Set, Fossil, Team Rocket, Jungle on their YouTube channel. Pretty, pretty easy, right? Old those older sets, the 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 Team Rockets, the Fossils, the things that we grew up with, the Wizards of the Coast sets, they're very expensive, right? Like a box of of those cards can be anywhere between like fifteen thousand dollars to fifty thousand dollars, probably even more. You spend like twenty thousand dollars on a box of Fossil, you get thirty six packs, and then you open them, and then people, it's like gambling, except you're not spending the money. 
but you're watching people open very, very expensive packs, and it's it can be exciting because these packs have been sitting for 20 years, and some of the cards in the pack are worth money. And so then other big non-Pokemon YouTubers took what was happening. In, so there's a thing called breaks, which I believe we talked about before, where you sell the packs in the box you buy. So for example, if you spend $20,000 on a Team Rocket box, you could say like, Will, I could go to Greg and I say, I could say, Greg, I will give you one of these packs for $700. What? And then, Will, I will give you one of these packs. That's not the definition of give, sir. I will sell you one of these packs for $700. And then, because there are 36 packs, I find like 30 other people. And now I've turned what is normally opening a Pokemon box into an event. Because now people are both financially invested... And there's, like, more entertainment value there, right? Because, like, let's say I, as a content creator, sell those packs to other content creators. Not only is that content creator watching, their audience is watching. So if I was like, oh, man, I love Drive Check. I've never gotten into Pokemon cards. This is going to be Will's pack. I know nothing about this, but I hope whatever Steve opens for Will is really great. So you can see how this snowballs. And then after I uh, the after the content creator opens the pack, they do like a fake reaction of like, "Oh wow, you got a non-hollow Persian." You know, it's <laughs> still cool. It's not like a dark shiny blastoise but uh you know persian is rad like they do this like fake thing to make you feel better that you spent seven hundred dollars and you got like a four dollar persian card but anyways after they i op- spent seven hundred dollars for somebody else to get all the joy of opening the pack for correct. Yeah. Like, correct i don't understand okay. how this has become a thing the i i think the reason that this has become a thing is because most of these people who are buying into a break oh I, and for the record I'm going to explain in a second why breaks are good. Uh, this is like the bad side of breaks because you're getting ripped off. But I think you're lo- absolutely getting ripped off. If you if you sold me a pack for seven hundred dollars and what I got back was a buck fifty, that's a rip. That's a scam. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I I, I think do the math on the YouTube video of like how much money they're making. Even if they, so usually when a content creator sells a break, they save like two or three packs for themselves. But because they put an upcharge on the packs, they make like an $8,000 profit off the entire thing, regardless of the packs they open. So they could open three packs and get the three Persians and be like, ah, I lost, like, ah, I got bad packs. Or they could open like Dark Charizard and be like, oh, not only did I make $8,000 off everyone else, I just opened uh, a $2,000 card that I can now sell. So the the person hosting it is never in a lose-lose position. And I think, Greg, one of the big issues for you and me, and you know, pardon me for speaking for you, but we do have our particular age in common, and just the fact that I really think that this is like a cult of personality thing, where it's like, uh, I, who, name somebody who's doing one of these things. Is it PewDiePie? Is that wanna, dude out okay, there? I don't want to name any <laughs> content creators. The one that kind of started it all was, uh, I believe, was Logan Paul. 
Oh, the worst of them all. Okay, fine. But it's like there's people who get excited because that content creator is like saying their name. Yes. Yes. Right. I guess maybe it's like let's let's take young William and Greg to. 1991 madonna is at the height of her cinematic and <laughs> music you know and in the middle of what was her movie i can't remember the name of it uh, truth or dare truth or dare in the middle of truth or dare she says i dedicate this performance to will anderson and i'm like mm, yeah i'd pay 700 dollars for that <laughs> right? i wouldn't but that's that's well, but okay, you, whatever, whoever your cult of personality person was, I'm just being making an example. But that's what's hard because I, I think for me and Greg, we don't we don't find Twitch or YouTube personalities to have that level of sway over our hearts and emotions. I also feel that way. Um, I also couldn't ever be in a position where I would, I couldn't ever do this. I couldn't ever. If I was to go and buy even a $5,000 booster box and write it off as a business expense and then sell those packs to my audience for what, what, however much 5000 divided by 36 is, I can't do the math. Uh, but then you, of course, put a little on top because you got to cover shipping, you got to cover the event, you make a profit. But I couldn't ever be in that situation where like... A viewer or a fan of my content spends $300 and I open their pack and they, it either goes two ways, right? It either, they get a card that is worth more than $200, which is normally these older packs have a couple cards that are worth more than the pack you're buying. That's why the pack is so expensive, right? Like a $700 pack always has the chance of having a card worth more than $700. That's why the pack itself is $700. But that pack also has a higher chance of having a card worth significantly less than $700. So I couldn't ever be like, well, I'm opening uh, Bobby's pack here. Good luck, Bobby. Uh, sorry, Bobby. You just got an oddish. Uh, but if you know, if you PSA graded, it's worth like $20. <laughs> Anyways, so th- this happened between Darkness Ablaze and Vivid Voltage. And Champions Path. I don't think I'm. I don't think Logan Paul. For the record, I don't think that he did what I just explained. I think he opened a lot of old packs with a lot of his creator friends, and he pulled. I think he was originally looking for Charizard. He pulled Charizard, and then he stopped opening packs. That's literally all he wanted. Is he bought older packs to find a Charizard? He found a Charizard, and he was good. That was it. But. The other content creators took this to a level of, well, everyone seems to be hyped into Pokemon cards. I'm going to buy Pokemon cards because if you're a big content creator, $20,000 is like not, you could probably like when I say big, I mean like, you know, millions of subscribers on YouTube. You probably make $20,000 back in a single YouTube video. Honestly, at that point, this went from YouTube to Twitch to wherever else content is made. I will say one thing about Pokemon content creators. They are the most uncreative (laughs) <laughs> six month late to everything people when it comes to creating content pokemon content creators never come up with anything original they always they always get it from like fashion content creators or sports content create like they are always late to the game and so a bunch of non-pokemon content creators made buying very expensive older pokemon cards popular 
and they saw that they were making money and getting a ton of views off it. So they were like, well, I bake Pokemon. I already. So they started doing it too. Again, this is the short version. The long version will be on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, I'm yes, I we we discussed this part before. So this that this much I understand. I don't understand how this translates to what's happening now. It's mostly perfect timing. The between Darkness Ablaze and between Vivid Voltage, the star cards in both of those sets, one is Charizard, one is Pikachu. So when you have a lot of the importance here is the non-Pokemon content creators opening Pokemon cards. And because their audience is not primarily Pokemon focused, they are now interested in Pokemon cards. Because they hear these huge numbers of what cards are worth. They can walk into Target, buy cards that are worth not as much, but the barrier to entry is very low, right? You could buy a $600 pack of an older set and try to pull a $2,000 card. Or you can walk into Target right now, and if you buy Darkness Ablaze for $4 a pack, you can walk away with like a $200 Charizard. Or if you buy Vivid Voltage, a $4 pack, you can walk away with a $300 Pikachu. So you can see how this translates very easily. Hey, I can't buy what big content creator is buying, but I can buy $4 and walk away with $300. So all of these people rushed out to buy Vivid Voltage, Champion's Path, Darkness Ablaze. Those are like the main ones. Um, And those are also the newest ones. And now Pokemon cards are hard to find because of this. I just, is it really that many people who have been suckered into this form of bizarre gambling? Yeah, yes, but also, (laughs) also the the scalpers jumped in as well. There are people who bought cases of vivid voltage so here here's the crazy thing i have been buying pokemon cards since heart gold soul silver undaunted and that was um kind of the end of the line for gen 4 before gen 5 came out which was based at black and white noble victors emerging powers and so when i and this is when will also got a pokemon cards i believe was based at black white yeah when i would buy pokemon cards You could either go to Target and spend $4 a pack, or you can go to like Cool Stuff Inc. or Troll and Toad or all these online shops, and you can get 36 packs for $99. And that's how it always was. Now, MSRP on that is $149. You do $149 divided by 36, that comes to $4 a pack. But if you do 30, if you do 99 divided, which is what most online shops were selling, the reason they sell that low is because they buy in such bulk that they can sell it at 99 and still make a profit and move them faster. But 99 divided by 36 comes to like $3 and seven cents a pack. So you're saving a dollar a pack by just buying 36 packs, which is a lot of money. So this is where it comes into why breaks can be good. If I only have $50 to spend on Pokemon cards and I walk into target, I can only get 12 packs with my $50. And that's my limit. I only have $50. I walk into Target. I buy $4 packs. I can only get 12 packs. But if I was to go to Will and I say, hey, Will, I only have $50. You only have $50. We, together with $100, we can buy 36 packs. And 36 divided by 2 is 18. So for the same amount of money, if we go in together, a break, we're breaking the box in half, we get six more packs each for the same price. So this is why breaks can be good. 
um, because you can get more packs for your money. But the breaks I explained earlier are ripping you off <laughs> because they, because you could just go to eBay and buy a single pack of cards, Team Rocket, Fossil, that is weighed. Older packs can be weighed because they don't have that white or green card in to offset the balance. So you might spend $500 on a Fossil pack unweighed, or you might wanna spend $600 on a Fossil pack that weighs a certain amount meaning that it's very likely that there's a hollow in that pack because it weighs more. But these break boxes that people are doing of like, hey, we got 30 spots, you wanna buy in for $800? One, that's more expensive than eBay. Two, you know that person is not weighing those packs because they're opening it live on stream, so you are paying a premium for an unweighed old pack, and why would you ever do that unless you want your just like name and lights and get shouted out or be a part of something? People do want to feel a part of something. I get it. Well, that's that's part of what I also don't <laughs> I understand, mean, right? That that it just does not move my soul in the slightest bit. Nah, I'll shout somebody out. What do you? Who, who wants to be shouted out? Send me eight hundred dollars, and I'll shout you out. I guess it's like the weirdest thing to me, because that's a lot of money. Yes, it is for it's a, a lot person. Of money. For a person to say your name who knows nothing about you, they were literally handed a piece of paper and they read it. I, I, I mean, I honestly think my limits are: it's like I will give you ten dollars to say my name. And if you're going to give money to charity, I'll give you 25. There you go. <laughs> Maybe like you have to have you have to have a huge following. You have to say my name and where they can follow me. Give me give me access to your audience. Noble Victors, uh Emerging Powers, every every set that I've purchased, the 36 packs for $99. That's always been a thing. I got Vivid Voltage for 99. I got Darkness Ablaze for 99, Sword and Shield for 99, uh, Rebel Clash for 99. Now, if I wanted to buy Vivid Voltage, one, it's sold out everywhere. But two, if I go to eBay or anywhere else, 36 packs of Vivid Voltage, MSRP 149, normally I could get for 99. Now, $300 for 36 packs. Double MSRP. Because scalpers bought all of these to then resell because of the demand that happened in the Pokemon TCG world. I, I will say I'm very happy that Vanguard is my main game because it, none of this mess <laughs> up in there. I, I did see somebody express a concern that this was going to impact card availability for people who actually play competitive TCG. Are, are people not like putting up singles on like TCG Player or any of the other sites any longer? No, singles still go up. Uh, like the 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 star, I can't remember what they're called. The star cards, the feature cards, pretty much the 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 cards that people want to go after. The Pikachu, the Charizard, and stuff. Ch- chase cards. The chase cards. Sure. The, while they are the more expensive, most expensive cards, they're they're not competitive. No one's using the Charizard or the Pikachu. So, like in Darkness Ablaze, one of the most competitive cards is is Crobat. Uh, and I think before this happened, Crobat was like a nine or eleven dollar card, um, and now it's like a fifteen or sixteen dollar card. So it it did go up in price, but not to the point where it's like, oh, I can't even play anymore. I don't know, sixty dollars 
for one card? Hmm. Well, sixty dollars for one card was a thing that existed back in Sun and Moon, and it was Tapu Correct. Lele, and it was before of this. So here's the problem. Uh, I just read Shiny Shining Fates, which comes out February nineteenth. It's it's a special set. Most of it is alternative art. One hundred ninety cards. This set crashed Pokemon Center. It is. It, you have Where's to, that escape board? It, you, uh, I walked into a GameStop a month ago to pre-order Pokemon cards. One, I cannot believe I gave GameStop Signs $5. Signs of the end of days. Wow. Two, in, I've never in my life pre-ordered Pokemon cards. But for me, it's not even like, I, I just want to open cards. I, I have just been collecting cards for so long. Uh, I'm in a position where... I can afford to buy a couple packs every now and then and open them and then put them in a binder and like, cool, I like to collect things. Sweet. This is a thing I can now collect. Whereas like eight years ago, I was struggling to pay my bills and I couldn't collect, but I had to sell my cards (laughs) to literally pay rent at one point in my life. And I can't even get cards. And now uh, in March is the next actual set, which is Battle Styles. It's the one with Urshifu. I was able to pre-order a box of Battle Styles, but uh, it was 120 not 99 I pre-ordered from Cool Stuff, Inc. That's normally where I go for my cards. But there's nothing special about Battle Styles. There's no shiny cards. There's no Charizard. There's no Pikachu. And so I think, it's, I think going back to the start of the conversation, I do think it's because big non-Pokemon content creators got into pokemon cards for a short time i actually think a lot of them don't even care anymore they moved on to the next i think the next thing is rust i think that's what everyone's doing now is rust what's rust are you sure it's not Yu-Gi-Oh? no rust is like the <laughs> yeah rust is like the like you kill other people and then they're permanently dead and then you steal your stuff and you build a house and hope that no one kills you and start over oh, um okay it's it's a combination of that the timing of the chase cards being Charizard to Pikachu, and I think the pandemic. I think if people could go out to movie theaters, they could travel, they could uh, go to plays, sporting games, they would have less disposable income to spend on Pokemon cards, if that makes sense. Oh, isn't that the perfect combination? One, they're trapped in their homes, and all they can do is watch these horrible, horrible streamers. (laughs) And then those horrible, horrible streamers have convinced them that this is a worthwhile investment for their cash that they're not spending on actual enjoyable experiences. Mm. You've cracked Mm -hmm. the nut. So I stream every Monday, Wednesday uh, (laughs) on Twitch. Wait, you you stream like more days than that. I know, I know. I was just trying to squeeze in the promotion there. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I did that answer your question of why Pokemon cards are impossible to find? I just I I was not picking up. I and it's it must be a function of my age on the whole cult of personality. I want to be like this person, but also I think look, here's what it really translates into: tweens can now gamble. Because yeah. they can spend their allowances on Pokemon cards that they can high roll and try to get that jackpot out out the pack. I, I do explain this more in depth in the YouTube video, but the thing I also want to say is that, I, and I show this on my stream all the time because I, I do open Pokemon cards, but when they talk about prices of cards, 
so for example, let's let's go with the V Pikachu V Max. Um, let's just keep it easy easy for now. Like that, and when I say it's a three hundred dollar card, I mean it is a three hundred dollar card if you get it graded, and if the grading comes back at PSA ten. So if you're selling an ungraded Pikachu card, it is probably going to be closer to like two hundred dollars, or maybe even like one fifty, as opposed to the three hundred you can get at max value. So with a lot of these streams or, or YouTube videos, it's incredibly misleading because they will open a card like a Shining Lugia from Call of Legends or something, and they will say, oh my gosh, this is a $2,000 card. Y yes, if it's PSA graded 10 today, because six months ago, that Lugia card was not $2,000. It's $2,000 right here today, assuming that it's perfect condition and assuming you're selling it today. So the problem with that is if you want to send a card to PSA, this is the problem with break boxes. If you're paying into a break box the $600 and they open it up and you get like a first edition Team Rocket Squirtle, Yes, that Team Rocket Squirtle PSA 10 is a 500, 500 first edition PSA 10 Squirtle is a $500 card. But when you send it in to PSA right now today, you will not see that card for nine months because PSA is nine months behind on grading. That Squirtle card was not $500 six months ago. It was like $40. <laughs> so who's to say one that the card you open is even PSA 10 because the difference between a 9.5 and a 10 is hundreds of dollars. It's it's actually crazy if you if you pull up PSA 10 versus PSA 9.5, the the price difference will actually shock you. There's some clickbait for you. It is actually shocking. But then you send the card out and then you get it back. People are willing to pay $500 for a Squirtle now, but in 9 months Maybe maybe you can travel to Canada. Maybe you can take your vacation to Mexico. Maybe you can go see uh, the Milwaukee Bucks play basketball. <laughs> People will move their money to other things that they cannot literally do right now. They cannot go to the basketball games or the baseball games. They cannot go to Japan. So who's to say they're going to pay $500 now? And, and uh, just final point of like, you can't even tell when you buy a box of cards if those cards inside are going to be PSA 10. So if you're if you're like, well, uh, I'm I, I got seven hundred dollars. I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy uh, this uh, this this base set fossil. I'm gonna hope for the Blastoise. Gonna hope for the Charizard. And you could get it, but if it's if it's if the edges are bad, if the the printing is offset, like all of these things can instantly it's so you are so not likely to get psa 10 <laughs> like there are so many things that go wrong in the printing process of these cards like i just opened champions path four packs of champions path yesterday on my stream and the edges on all of the packs were bad and i, I didn't know that i literally waited in a line at target I watched the guy unload Champion's Path from his boxes onto the shelf. I was the first one to touch it on the shelf. I 
drove it home, I opened them, and all the edges were bad. That was a million percent out of my control, out of the dude's control. What does a bad edge mean? Um, so, like, when you, you... You know how Pokemon cards have the yellow edges? And you know how Pokemon cards yep. can be reverse hollow? So the whole thing but the Pokemon is hollow? Yep. If you, like, tilt it, you can see the hollow bleed onto the edge of the card where the yellow was supposed to stop it. Oh, so it's like a, just a misprint. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have actually, it, as you've been going through this, I finally had my uh, aha moment of realization. This is literally what happened with tulips in Amsterdam in 1637. And that is my key to under. If anybody wants to understand what's going on, look that up and you will get a clear, boy, this keeps happening over and over again in human history. Wow. What I'm saying is it's a good time to sell all your old Pokemon <laughs> cards now and then buy them back in the future at a cheaper price when people stop caring hey, hey, again. Hey, we said we weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I say this on my other podcast all the time. The number one rule about buying cards is cards are for playing games. Cards are not a financial instrument. If you buy cards, buy cards because you want to play games with them. Do not buy cards because you want to finance your college education. Because 100% hey, guaranteed, hey, my Will Anderson's been around. We'll put somebody Will through Anderson's college one day. No. No. Who? <laughs> I, I have been alive long enough to know that nobody makes money lasting value off of trading cards. Done. Well, we live through the beanie baby, cr- baby craze. <laughs> we know the reality. But, and look at how rich those people are. Yeah, how many people do you think walked away from the beanie baby craze? Like, there's probably a handful of people that made money through beanie babies. I would probably say the majority of people just have a room full of useless beanie babies. Yeah, just like Correct. the majority of people have a room full of useless Pokemon cards that they paid some internet stranger $700 to say... On a YouTube video, there are there is one cool thing that uh, a couple content creators do. Uh, one is uh, my friend, Real Breaking Nate. He does break he does the break box thing as well, but he doesn't charge anyone for it. He just he's like, we got thirty six spots. I'm going to pick random people who comment on my YouTube videos or who retweet my tweets. I pay. He pays for the shipping. He'll say like, "Greg, this is your pack. Hope you get something good. Open the pack. I won't. Cool. You got something. All right. Let me know your address. I'm gonna mail it your way. If you want me to sign anything, cool. No cost to you. And that I I have huge respect for because it's one. He's still probably guaranteed making the money back on the content itself, right? Whether he spends like two hundred dollars or a thousand dollars on the box he's probably making that back with ad revenue and stuff two great thing to do for the community very exciting people feel like oh cool i got a pack here i get my name shouted out i get something from my favorite content creator and three there's like it's not a lose-lose situation right if you spend seven hundred dollars and you pull a two thousand dollar lugio card you probably feel like you've gone to the moon and back right that's an incredible feeling it's like the same thing of winning a lottery ticket. But if you spend $700 and they open a $5 Persian card, not only does it feel 
un it feels so not genuine for the content creator to be like, oh well, you know, uh, Persian is okay. <laughs> um, uh, if you want me to sign it, I will. Like, not only is your favorite content creator suddenly faking this like gen this this excitement for you, but you've also just lost a bunch of money on top of that. <laughs> so like. Even if, uh, so in a free situation where I'm like, hey, I'm buying a box of Darkness Ablaze. If, if we pull you the Charizard or the Crobat, cool hype. If not, hey, you didn't lose anything. You get something in the mail from me. Really cool. I, I would love to do something like that for our community just because it would be fun. But also, it's impossible to find Pokemon cards. So, uh, not happening. Dang. All right. We have some Pokemon Go news, some Pokemon Masters news. We have Pokemon Godzilla news. So we will be right back. Steve, have you ever had a breakfast burrito? Breakfast burrito? Breakfast burrito? Yeah. Yeah. Have you had a breakfast taco? Yeah. Yeah. Probably just like Mexican themed eggs. Mexican themed bacon. Mexican themed cheese. Mexican themed bacon. If you go to a, a good taco place, they leave the saucing up to you. It is the start of the month. That means it is a great time to sign up for our Patreon. If you would like to support the show, support what I do, you can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T or uh, you can just go head over to ise.cash. Either way gets you the same place. But if you want to sign up, support the show, uh, join our Slack community that has over 400 members in it. Uh, they talk about Animal Crossing and Pokemon and other Nintendo games and Hades and all that good stuff. Uh, breakfast food. It's a great place to be. Patreon also offers discounts for year-long subscriptions. So if you want to subscribe for a full year, you get a discount on that. This is a great time to be part of a Pokemon community. If you're not a part of one since it's the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, so we expect a lot of things to happen, specifically announcements happening in February for the rest of the year since Pokemon Day is coming up. So if you'd like to support the show, join our community. You can head over to patreon.com slash pkmncast or just ise.cash and you can support the show. Thank you for listening. I hope you continue enjoying the program. And uh, here is the rest of the episode. And we are back. As of this podcast, Pokemon Center is slowly stocking the Generation 3 sitting cuties. Uh, there is uh, Spinda. That was Trapinch, the sound of Greg's wallet screaming. Is what that <laughs> was right there. Spoink. Finally, if you want a fish wearing a bra, Gorbis is here for you. Chimeco on the store. Castform, Jirachi. They're all there. But what's the most Wait. important one that's there? Chimeco. No. God, why are you dumb? 
Uh, Roselia is there. I know. We were to look at the Japanese Pokemon Center and look at the top 10 selling. What, what do you think out of all Gen 3? Give me like uh, two or three Pokemon you think are top of the list for Gen 3. That would. Gen 3. Not, not Greg. Greg's going to say Roselia, but like. No. Uh, the I'm general not population. I'm going to say Zigzagoon, Huntail. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I, didn't say, I didn't say bottom three. Latias, Pushiana, and Spinda. Mm. What, are uh, your, what are your three? Wait. Why why Latias? That's not Hoenn. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Wait. Oh, oh, good gracious. My <laughs> brain just went to a whole other planet. Um top three. Uh I'm gonna put a mudkip up there. Definitely. Um Ooh, Ludicolo. And for a third there's a lot of good choices here, but I'm going to go with the Gardevoir. Okay. Does that count? Gardevoir would be on, would be Gen 3, yeah. Uh, So according to the Japanese Pokemon Center, the top 10 selling were Jirachi, Flygon, Trapinch, Jiratchet, Kyogre, Latias, Milotic, Mudkip, Latios, Sfeel, and Rayquaza. Well, I mean, I got one. What? I got the Mudkip. You did get Mudkip, yeah. Jiratchet, I don't get, but <laughs> whatever. I mean, I have two of the sitting plushies sitting in my cart right now, so the question is, is do I go that's for That's how your car third? gets broken into, buddy. Yeah. They do not have, as of, as at least as, as we're recording this, they, they have not put up all 134? Yeah. They're, they're slowly adding them, so I'm not sure during this time if things are going to sell out or not. Over the weekend, I think I fell in love with Thorgal. I mean, it no. is cute. I'm going to argue that cast form snowy form is having great difficulty sitting. Um, let me look at this feel plush. It's a, yeah, he's pretty round. Why wouldn't he be round? That's all a feel is. It's, <laughs> it's round. A, it's a big round ball. I kind of really like the Shellgon plush. What? He, he looks no. cute. He looks cozy. No. Said nobody ever. Don't look. Don't, don't browse too fast. It'll block you. It'll think you're a robot <laughs> if you get too excited about these plushes. Wait, how do I make sure that I'm only looking at sitting cuties? Just go to new releases. Uh, the Spinda plush looks awesome. Yeah, the Spinda plush actually is very good, and I am tempted to buy it. I think I would do maybe but, Spinda, Chimeco, and Torkoal. But I am adding to my already growing collection. I don't know why I, I'm. It actually does blow me away that Jirachi is number one, just because there's been so much Jirachi merch already. Yeah, but that's it's like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's people, a lot of Charizard people are into merch, the so. Ratchet. Yeah, but it's like we've never got an Anorith plush. Aren't where where are those Anorith people at? <laughs> push it, push <laughs> it up. Out. Move it, move it, move it to the top of the list. No, Greg, that Sableye sitting cutie. Oh, mm. I said I have two things in my cart. Oh, I thought you said you said had two things in your car. That's why I was like, no. that's how your car gets broken into, buddy. Into my cart. The Mawile one is kind of bad. It's bad. I don't know how they mess yeah, this one but up. But it's hard to make a no. It's hard to make a good Mawile because they got to have that big mouth, and it's just not. It's gonna knock it off balance, and yeah, that the low tad one is good. The low tad one is super cute. That's I'm tempted. He's a round boy it. too. 
Yeah, Lotad fits into the sitting cutie appropriateness I mean, realm. The Zigzagoon is also pretty good. I don't, uh, Can't we just have like cute Pokemon as the sitting cuties and yeah. not just like every Pokemon? I mean, the sitting cuties is uh, every Pokemon. You know, eventually they'll get to Avalug and four people will buy it. <laughs> and I know one of them. <laughs> uh, the nose pass is just wild. I just... You know, if, if if there's any sitting cutie that might finally get some limelight, that probe pass, they can really do something with that mustache. <laughs> do yeah. <not>. Something. <laughs> I want to know... Time to shine. Who's buying the Gorbis and the Huntails? I need to know. I need to know who is buying... Not oh, ironically the- either. I don't want somebody writing and being like, oh, I bought the Gorbis this weekend. Yeah, you bought the Gorbis this weekend just to write in that you bought the Gorbis this weekend. Dean, I think goon, you should buy yeah. him. I'm not getting Gorbis. Although, man, Why? that's all the, it's all the clam good. pearl stands is what it is. You know what plush turned out nice? Ninkada. How did they do this? How did they make the Ninkada plush so good, but they messed up so many other ones? <laughs> There's a Ninkada fan. Uh, I think the Ninkada's plush's uh, quality is all in the eye. Yeah, it's, it's got it's, real good eyes. It's a good eye. Like, look at the, ma- uh, oh my, look at the abomination that is that Manetric. Oh my I know, goodness. I just going to break that Wait. up. Oh, that Why is there no Shedinja one? That one's rough. They're not all added yet. Okay. They're, like, uh, like there's a, like the Torkoal was not here at the start of recording. So they're, they're slowly adding them. Oh, that is the slow rollout right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Update on Pokemon Center clothing. Uh, no one at the gym has yet to come up and compliment me for my, Pikachu wear, so just return what it. Is there, what is their problem? I'm about to. I'm about to. I kind of am. I buying this Spinda? Yeah. Oh yeah. You can am get I? it as a gift for somebody else. Get that shell I mean, gun I too. I mean, the I would. Gift, I would defo give gift this to to a certain person. It's in the cart, and now I'm looking to see if I can get that really sweet shirt. Yeah, get that free uh, shipping tank top. Well, I'm looking at the tank tops. $20. This is sent in by uh, Kevin from our Slack community off Go Nintendo. Hard Shell Studio releasing Mecha Godzilla Pikachu figure. I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it, but uh, this... Wait, m- is the Pikachu a Mecha Godzilla, or is it a Pikachu that's featured in the new Godzilla vs. King Kong movie? What, give me <laughs> more detail here. It is a... So... Do we, ha- do we have to explain what Mecha Godzilla is? There might be some people who don't it's- know. It's Godzilla as a robot. Okay. Yeah. Next. So imagine Pikachu wearing a Mecha Godzilla costume. I'd rather not. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cute. The Mecha Godzilla Pikachu is made of PU and what is PU? And resin? Plastic. It means poly, it smells bad. Polyuram. Polyurethane. Urethane. Yeah. Polyurethane. And uh, is 15 inches tall. That's pretty tall. That's big. There are 398 units to go around. They are priced at $104. They are to launch Q3 of 2021. Why is it so angry? I mean, it's uh, wearing a it's role playing. Oh, I just saw that. Did you be see the more pictures? That it's cosplaying. The 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 picture in the article is a really bad angle. If you look at like the whole behind picture, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's real good. It is an angry Pikachu, though. It is angry, but so is Mecha Godzilla, so. Well, is it's a robot. 
Does it really have emotions? If it was programmed, yeah. Yeah. Does it? No. You got to no. program the emotions in. That does. That means they're fake programmed emotions. They're not real. Wait, if there's only 398 emotions. pieces, uh, hey, I can add to my cart right now. 398 pieces? Yeah, they said it was limited to 400. Well, oh, that, what oh. a weird way to put it. Why? Yeah, they should just say limit four hundred. Like no, like why? Like yes, if you, if you make four hundred, I'm assuming one person, the creator, gets one, and then probably one person, like I, two. Yes, just put four hundred though. Don't like we we just assume that two of the four hundred. Yeah, whatever. I kind of want this. I I look at it. Thirty four dollars. You got money to throw around. Yeah. No, it's not thirty four dollars. It's a hundred dollars. Oh. Uh, the website I am looking at right now, oh, its deposit is $34. Yeah. There you go. Oh, well, you do hold- uh, you, Full payment is 104 I can put $33 down, lock it in. Yes. Yes. And then-, and then I mean, it doesn't ship until like September, October, estimated, because they're hand carving from the polyurethane. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, this website says there's more Pikachus? Wait, is there an actual- God's, there is a Godzilla Pikachu. That Pikachu is way cuter. What is this Raichu? They, this, this company has a lot of Pokemon resin statues. Yeah. Are, are these official? These have to be official, right? I would imagine they must be. Otherwise, this company would be sued. But this Pikachu wearing a Gatomon costume? I have to investigate more in this company. I ain't giving, <laughs> I ain't giving anyone my money for, for fake Pokemon merch. I only want the most legit... Merch that will appreciate in value as it sits in my closet. Of course. They have a lot. They have a lot. They have so much they can, they have to have a deal. Right? Because, like, this is way too much and way too easily found. All right, let's shift gears over to Valentine's Day. This is off Pokemon.com. Valentine's or make that Palentine's. Get it, Greg? Get it? No. I got neither. Passio, Valentine, Palentine. I thought it was to take the romance out of it because you're just pals. Because they're celebrating friendship. Oh. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, exactly. I I didn't get it then because I thought thought the P was for Passio. (laughs) It would be Passentine's Day. (laughs) But, you know, I'll give him a little bit of credit because I think the... I think Pal was really just like big in the seventies. It was like, "Hey, hey pal. pal, how you doing?" Oh, I've really lost all drive to read this story now. <laughs> I will read it. All right, you read it. All right, Valentine, or make that Palantines bring Don and Elcremi and Serena and Whimsicott to Pokemon Masters EX. You've heard of Valentine's Day. But on the island of Pasio, there's a special event that celebrates friendship, Palentine's Day, from January 28th, 2021, to February 18th, 2021. You can experience Palentine's Day for yourself in Pokemon Masters EX. During this time, you can play through the Baking Buddies story event, which follows Serena and Dawn as they, pair, as they prepare some tasty treats for their friends. The battles you participate in throughout the story event will earn you rewards that can be exchanged for other useful items. And there's a bunch of stuff about sync pairs that nobody cares about. Yeah. Serena and Whimsicott are pullable, uh, and then starting on the 31st, Don and El Krimi. Yeah, by the time this podcast goes up, you should be able to get 
Dawn and Al Kremi. People wanted more holiday sync pairs. Did D- they? D- yeah, yes, it was the thing that people voted on, and then they <laughs> remember the survey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, vaguely. And now, jeez, they they're pumping out a holiday sync. I mean, they they listened. People wanted holiday sync pairs. Here they are. I like the outfits. I think they're good. Yeah, they're cute. I haven't started the storyline yet. I have not started it either. Full disclosure, I am partnered with DNA. I am curious. It just, they gave Dawn El Kremi, which I felt like was a guaranteed for Opal to have. Yeah. You could you could make the argument that, like, they have said they're bringing Gigantamax to the game. And that Opal would get Gigantamax El Kremi. And then, obviously, I guess Leon would get Gigantamax Char... There's no way they introduce Leon without introducing Char... Like, you can't give Leon anything but Charizard. That is, like, literally right. his Pokemon. It's pretty accurate, yeah. So, I guess I could just give Opal Gigantamax El Kremi, But then it's like, so many other Pokemon are being forgotten. There are not I 898 mean, trainers that exist in the Pokemon world. There are 889 Pokemon. Not with so that attitude. You have plenty of options. <laughs> I mean, they could do Galar and Rapidash for Opal. Yeah. I mean, it or, matches her or, colors true. more. Or Weezing. Galarian Weezing. Yeah, I mean... She opens with Weezing, I think, right? It's like Weezing, Rapidash, Togekiss, Alcremie? When? In... What in the in the game she has wheezing. I think her actual yeah, team but is in the star tournament or in the gym battle. Oh, in the gym battle. I forget battle, what it is in the star tournament. In the gym battle, I think it's wheezing, Togekiss, Alcremi, and then in the star tournament, I think it's she has like a Mawile and a Rapidash as well. Now she she has uh Weezing, Mawile, Togekiss, and Alcremi at the gym. Oh, okay. In the star tournament. Like star tournament Mawile is dropped like a hot potato. But she doesn't have Rapidash, so it would probably not not mind you that they <laughs> that they are tied to anything in the games they can do whatever they want they can yeah but mo- for the most part they've been following some sort of logic <laughs> i mean steven did get metagross <laughs> <laughs> we would assume diantha whenever she shows up in the next 20 we'll years we'll get gardevoir yeah still on that screen but still not in the game greatest greatest champion cut from the game. Hey, people wanted more fairy type attackers. Here they are. I mean, are they good though? That I don't know. I don't I haven't looked at what people feel about them or 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 whatnot. I think cosmetically people like the Dawn one better. But, you know, people love Serena. But that's happening right now, and we are getting awfully close to the year and a half celebration. Yeah. So, they have a they've got a ton of God, they just added a bunch of stuff into the list, and not all of them are great. Like, they're just there. What are we talking about? Masters, whether you sh- whether they're worth pulling or not. Oh, just characters in general? Yeah, because, like, they added Mallow and Serena, and it's just, like, that offers nothing to the game. I'm trying to think of what I use normally for grass. I mean, you have, I believe- two, you have two EXs in Superior and Venusaur. Mallow, and this is the problem I talked about before, Mallow's a five-star with no EX potential at this point, and probably doesn't have an unlock grid. It is just a banner that doesn't 
add to the game that arguably, if you like really like this pair, they're going to be frustrating to use because there yeah. are already existing pairs that do everything better. I'm just not going to pull on that banner. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pull on any of the banners. I don't even know what those words mean. They just came out of my mouth. It is to the point where it's very hard to pull on every banner unless you're paying money. Yeah. I Isn't mean, that the point? I mean, yes. yeah, it's a gotcha game. So. <laughs> but like the last few, like the last few banners and pairs that they've put up, I think only end and may have been really worth pulling for. I mean, I think of it like Skyla Pokemon and Go. They were bad. Whereas I don't think I've done. I haven't paid for a five star rated Go since the Reggies, because everything's been repeats now. It's been like the Raikos and the Ho-Ohs and the Lugias and the. And it's been actually great because <laughs> I have all of those so I can just skip them and my wallet is very happy. So when I like saw Mallow and Zarina, I do want them because I like collecting one of every po- uh, pair. But hey, I'll wait. It's a, we can have some lackluster like I, I, I do really want Dawn and Alcremi, so I will save my gems and pull on her. Uh, but sometimes lackluster pairs and whether that's Go or Masters, I, I hate. I'll take it as a, my wallet is happy this week. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's the growing, it's just a problem with all of these. That they have limited banners for things that aren't, aren't going to help you do the game. Like, they just aren't great, yet they're still five-star, four-pay banners, like, and it's it, it. I always find it sort of frustrating. Like if I think there should be a fairly good balance at the things that that you're promoting, and they should serve a purpose and shouldn't just be dumped into the game. But we're kind of at that point in Masters where you have the set things that are good, and they want to add pairs, so they're just dumping things in. Which is like, it's good if you do the research. It's bad if you think, oh, this is going to be a great pair, and I really like this pair, and then you try to use them. Because they're just in no way, shape, or form up to any of the tasks you want them to do. Last bit of news here is off Pokemon Go Live. Uh, feel the love with Pokemon Go's February events. Hey, did you guys finish your uh, Johto? Oh, nope. don't get me started. <sighs> Looking and trying <laughs> and having people ask me about that just brought out one realization for me. I don't like Pokemon Go. I don't like the game. The only reason I enjoy playing it is when I get to play in person with my friends. Otherwise, I don't like this game at all. That, that just the 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 blank mill tank silhouette staring at me so cruelly, and I was like, "Really?" Mill tank was the toughest one to find. I feel like I still haven't found one. <laughs> I haven't looked. I went to the mall to pick up some five guys, and no joke, every single Pokemon spawned at once. I found two Larvitar, there was one Miltank, there was the Murkrow, there was all the starters. Oh, it was, it was great. I've, it was the easiest I week I had. I literally opened Pokemon Go this morning, and a Cub Chew popped up, and I literally said, get out of here, Cub Chew. <laughs> Nobody loves you. Oh. Yeah, for being Somebody a limited time Cubshoe event, that bear still really that's, stuck that's, around. <laughs> that bear and its snot is hanging around. Let me see. I'm looking at my collection. All right. How many do you think out of the jo- Johto Collection Challenge 
Do you how many how what's your guesses for how many I caught? I say you're missing three. Like during the challenge time? Yeah, like as of right now. I'm just pulled it open. There's a list of Pokemon to catch. How many do you think I've caught? So how many check marks do you have? Yeah, how many check marks do I have? Six. Zero. You're both wrong. Three. <laughs> it's I've managed to catch a Cyndaquil, a Totodile, and a Suncurd, and that's it. Again, my weekly complaint. Why is Hopip not on the list? Why is Apom not on the list? Why is Snubble not on the list? I have all of these in my house. I see them constantly. <laughs> why? Because this isn't for you. Just this is to punish all of us. <laughs> uh, why is Smeargle still a silhouette for me? You why? Gotta... I've taken pictures in this game before. Catch it again. <sighs> How are you supposed to get your Smeargle hate... medal if you're not taking a thousand pictures of Smeargle? Does I that not you know, sound okay, fun? Do you, uh, do you also understand that the fact that I don't go outside of my house and taking pictures are in conflict because I've got too much furniture? I don't have room for these Pokemon to be running up around in my house. <laughs> no. I mean, these, we, you we need all to collect knew that it. I was not completing Johto because Johto is garbage. You need to collect these medals so they can appreciate and Why? value. <laughs> Do you know what Pokemon is, is available to me right now? What Pokemon has spawned by me? Apop. Ooh. None. Zero. There are no Pokemon by me Pokemon right now. Pokemon love Burger there. King will. That, I'm, I feel Obviously, like... they not the one by my house. <laughs> I have, I have a winning enterprise for us. We start a service that converts Pokemon Go medals into real, actual cryptocurrency. Okay, nice. Step Pika coin three profit. Is that, is yeah, what we're gonna we're gonna call step it. one the ideal step three profit. Yeah, look, I have. I have a Team Rocket balloon floating <laughs> around my head. Let me touch it so I can battle a Team Rocket grunt and finally get that challenge done. Here we go. It's a big R. Oh. To prove me wrong, it finally is a daggone grunt. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> Every other time, it's a leader. Well, get wrecked. Oh no, she gonna get wrecked. Yeah. All right. What's the February breakout? What uh, are we doing? The 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 breakthrough encounter for February will be Snorlax, as we know that the Kanto event is coming up, and they're gonna turn all the Pokemon Gen One Pokemon shiny. So I would assume for the first two weeks, the Snorlax can't be shiny. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Snorlax is your encounter. Entei will be featured from January 6th. Oh, wait. That's long gone. Well, I guess technically in some probably time zone, you, uh, by the Entei will be ending when this podcast goes up. Raikou will be featured from Sunday, January 31st to Thursday, February 4th. Suicune will then be featured between February 9th through, or sorry, February 4th through the 9th. Latios and Latias will come back through raids from February 9th to February 20th, and then Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, and Mewtwo will appear in raids on Saturday, February 20th, to Monday, March 1st. In addition, the following Mega Pokemon will be appearing. Mega Venusaur, Ampharos, Houndoom will appear in Mega Raids from Tuesday, January 19th through Tuesday, February 9th. 
Mega Pidgeot, Ampharos, and a surprise Mega. The surprise is Aggron. It was already data mined. Will be appearing from. Way to ruin it. Oh boy, oh boy. Jeez. Will be appearing in Mega Rays from Tuesday, February 9th to Saturday, February 20th. And then Mega Venusaur, Charizard X, Charizard Y, Mega Blastoise will be appearing on Saturday, February 20th through Monday, March 1st. Uh, and each week in February will also include a raid hour every Wednesday night at 6. For spotlight hours in February, February 2nd will be Ekans. February 9th will be Miltank. February 16th will be Love Disc. It's a little late, Miltank. And February 23rd will be Pikachu. Um, we don't know if that's a special Pikachu. I, it just says Pikachu, so maybe it is just Pikachu. Uh, Team Rocket is back from Tuesday, February 2nd to Sunday, February 7th. Team Rocket Grunts will be appearing with new Shadow Pokemon on their team. Roselia Community Day will be Sunday, February yeah. 7th. The- oh, I can't record on that Sunday unless we do it at 6. We could just do it. I'll be out. We could just do Saturday. I'll be doing it. I'll be out all day hunting them, Roselia. Uh, well, let me look at the calendar. Uh, ring in the new year of the Ox and the Lunar New Year with the Tuesday, February 9th to Sunday, February 14th event. A special Mega Pokemon will appear. We already talked about that. From February 8th through February 15th, there will be a Valentine's Day love-themed Love Cup in Go Battle League using Pokemon that are only pink or red with a CP of 1,500 or lower to enter. No legendary, no mythical. And then from February 14th through February 18th, Valentine's Day event that they don't actually say what is happening. So uh, we'll come back to that later. The Kanto. <laughs> I mean, it's just gonna be a love disc, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. The Kanto event Usually. will be February 20th. They will do one coin Pokemon bundles. So on February 1st, you can get, and they'll last uh, a week to redeem. For one coin, you'll get 20 Pokeballs, one remote raid pass, one rocket radar. February 8th, you will get eight incense, six, wow, that's a lot, actually, um, 16 raspberries, 10 pinaps. Uh, from, on February 15th, you get one raid pass, 20 pokeballs, 10 great balls, five ultra balls. And then on February 22nd, you will get one remote raid pass, five incense, and 20 pokeballs. And there will be more quality of life updates happening in February. You can look forward to image gallery showing off Pokestop gym that have been submitted. Uh, level 40 plus trainers in New Zealand on February 9th will, uh, oh, that will be available to level 40 plus trainers in New Zealand on February 9th. It will become worldwide to everyone at the end of March. That's it. That's a lot of Pokemon Go stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is all the news. So... We've gotten through it all. Let's jump to our question of the week. It's not unusual to have the question of the week. That was brief. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was going to be a second verse. Nah, I mean, I could, I could go on. Like, I wrote <laughs> verses for days, but like, let's get, let's get into the brass tacks, people. This is from Brandon. Uh, if you could make a Godzilla vs. Kong movie in the style of Pokemon, what would it be? I mean, that answer is obvious. It's Gigantamax, Tyranitar versus Gigantamax, Rillaboom. <laughs> Except... That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're done here. Well, what about Zarud? Oh, wait, that's right. Nobody got the email. Nobody got the email. 
My problem is that my favorite, 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 favorite kaiju is Mothra. Mm-hmm. So I would so need... you can bring in Gigantamax Butterfree. That's not a moth. That's a butterfly. Get your Lepidoptera correct. Ugh, I'm just... I will Dynamax a Mothim. Dynamax. Or a Vena Moth. Something like that. They need a Gigantamax... Uh... Venomoth. Absolutely. Not, not everybody can get a Gigantamax. That's not how this works. Steven also, uh, we'll just do two questions here. Uh, to celebrate the ser- this launch of Series 8, which actually starts tonight, or by the time this podcast is up, uh, what advice l- and lessons would you give to an inexperienced player who would want to get into competitive battles? Don't. Yeah, that's probably the, the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> the only answer, uh, actually. Fine. <laughs> A friend who enjoys breeding competitive Pokemon and have them breed your team for you so that you well, don't have to waste your time doing that. I mean, the good thing about Sword Shield is you can rent teams, right? Yes. Like, you can find stuff. Like, so try out a bunch of teams in this format to see what style of play you like before you have to do all the hard work of trying to build your own. Yeah, that's really good advice, actually, is instead of... A lot of times you see people that this is this is the standard procedure. People go, I want to get into competitive. You go, okay. And they don't look at anything competitive related. They think of a team that they like. And then they spend like three weeks building the team. They're like, I'm going to shiny hunt the 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 fee bass because I want Milo tick on the team. I'm going to go catch this. I'm going to go shiny hunt that. I'm going to breed zero IVs in this Dusclops. They do all the work. They do all the EV training. They do all the breeding. They have their their notepad with their spreadsheets and stuff. Spoiler, this was me like 10 years ago. Um, (laughs) And then after putting in all that time and effort, they take their team to go competitively battle on the ladder. And then they lose. And they're like, ah, do it again. And then they lose, and then they get frustrated, and then they quit competitive. This is the standard, I want to get into competitive process that pushes people away from competitive. It's the wrong approach. Well, yeah. <laughs> Don't put any effort into building a team until you know what you like and what you don't like per that format. So, for example, when I say format, Doraladon was very good in like series one and series two, but we're on series eight and Duraladon ain't good anymore. <laughs> no one's using Duraladon. You might love Duraladon, I understand, but unfortunately there are just other Pokemon that fit that role better that replace like better gross. You wanna you wanna you wanna steal Pokemon that does good damage to fairies? Duraladon ain't the choice. Metagross is the choice. So yeah, like when I I really thought I wanted to run a trick room team initially when I got into competitive, I rented a bunch of trick room teams. I realized I didn't like that, and instead I found out that I really liked I really liked teams that were just bulky. So like even though I wouldn't I wouldn't win the speed wars, like oh I'm I have the fastest Pokemon. I accepted that I wouldn't win speed wars in return of just having Pokemon that had really good survivability. So you got you got to see what you like and you don't like. It's the same thing in the Pokemon trading card game. For the most most of the time, all electric decks are pretty much the same. They usually 
grab energy. They usually discard energy and they grab that energy back from the discard pile. Usually grass decks move around energy on the field. Usually water decks take energy from your hand directly and and puts it onto your bench in in more than once. Uh, fire decks usually discard energies, but unlike lightning decks, you usually have to use supporters or trainer cards to get that energy back. And, and teams like this in the video game are also the same. You could either have very fast teams, you could have uh, very like trick room focused teams, you could have teams that stall, you could have very bulky teams, very offensive teams, but you have to figure out your play style and and adapt to that. And then once you figure out what you like, then you can build a team around that. And I get it. People want to use their favorite Pokemon. I totally understand. But if you don't have that core established, you can't just jump to your favorite Pokemon. So you might have to play with Pokemon that are established in the meta for a reason. Like these Pokemon are good because of XYZ. Understand why those Pokemon are good because of XYZ. And once you have that foundation built, then you can start it to experiment a little bit more and maybe take five meta Pokemon and then one of your favorite Pokemon. And then once that seems to be working for you, maybe you can take four meta Pokemon and two of your favorite Pokemon. You can't just go like, I spent three weeks, six of my favorite Pokemon. Okay, now I'm just losing nonstop. Well, this isn't fun because no one likes to lose. I don't hate losing when there's a ball guy shirt at the end. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Will, Pokemon of the Week. All right, last week's Pokemon of the Week. Boy, oh boy. I got some <sighs> complaints. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Because a lot of people didn't listen to the first paragraph in which I referenced the team of Twitch Plays Pokemon and I made fun of Steve because thinks people still care about Omanyte and that Omanyte was important, which we all know is not true. Omanyte's a cutie. Um, whatever. Uh, and then in the second paragraph, I mentioned Pokemon evolutions in Kanto where it really seems like they were scrambled, as in uh, Dratini going and turning into Dragonite versus Gyarados, which obviously that's what it was intended to do. And then I also indicated... That if you remembered the previous week's Pokemon, which was Weedle, that you'd be able to have a clue towards this week's Pokemon. Greg, since you will know the answer, what is, what is the Pokemon of the week? It's... Shelgon. It's Venomoth. Venomoth. Shelgon is not, was not in Twitch Plays Pokemon. In my heart, it was. <laughs> well, your heart is a disturbing, disturbing location. Uh, I remember Venomoth's name in Twitch Plays Pokemon. Which was? ATV. All-terrain vehicle, correct. Yep. And I remember, I remember, I was there live. Oh, gosh, I love live content so much. I was there. <laughs> I was there. I do. I really do. It's it's like it's why I actually like wrestling. I like that it's live. I have zero interest once it's not live anymore. <laughs> mm. I remember the the Venomoth versus Lance <laughs> fight, and everyone was like, "It's over." And Venomoth was able to beat the Dragonite. Oh, it was so good. It was perfect content. It was incredible. 
I will never forget that There's moment. There's no such thing as perfect content. Venomoth vs. Dragonite was perfect content. I want to see for the 25th anniversary somebody do an anime style battle of the Venomoth battle from Twitch Plays Pokemon. <laughs> All right. This is what so I want here's... for my 25 year. And to, to explain to the folks who didn't quite pick up on it, Venonat has butterfree eyes. Yeah. Caterpie and Metapod have Venomoth eyes. Venonat has butterfree antenna, which Venomoth does not have antenna at all. Well, yes. not that same kind, at least. So obviously, somebody must have just like, there must have been like a spreadsheet of like, here's all the evolutions, and then somebody accidentally like inserted another cell <laughs> to shift them. everything down or something. I don't know what They were copy-pasting too quick. Ah, can we talk we about know how, how they love to copy and paste? Bad. The shuffle icon. They really messed up Venomoth here. Oh. Yeah, Ugh. it's it is bad, bad. How did they do this? I don't even understand how that's supposed to represent a Venomoth besides the <laughs> it eyes. It might be the I worst. Color. Shu- we Mistakes. need a podcast where we rank all the shuffle icons <laughs> right I now. Am, Venomoth's on the bottom. Leap. This podcast. <laughs> We promise people a quarterly ranking system. Uh, we got to hit it. Well, we're, it. we're starting but, today. Venomoth on the bottom okay. of Pokemon Shuffle icons. No, nah, I'm thing. sure there's worse. I'm sure there's Venomoth worse. Venomoth is also bad in Rumble Rush. Like, they just do it dirty. Oh, yeah. It is just sad. The only one that comes close to being decent is the Mystery Dungeon one, and we all know Mystery Dungeon's a garbage series. Oh, yeah, I've never at, agreed look more. At the, look at the original Pokemon Troze one up at the top. Yeah, that it's one's like, way better. No, it's not. The original Pokemon <laughs> Troze one, it's the same as the Battle Troze and Shuffle. It's just smaller it's moving. and creepier. Venomoth peaked oh. in Pokemon Pinball. Maybe. Uh, Venomoth is a good shiny. It really, I like really shiny. good in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Really, really good. That may be my next shiny hunt. Yeah, it's, it is so good. Although, do you notice how, like, once they got uh, into X and Y, they dropped the having the Florax be like a nice brown? Yeah. And it's just kind of gray now. That Pokemon company always changing the colors on us. They still it's can't still figure out fixing- what color Gligar is. <laughs> <laughs> Gligar, the ever-changing color. What's, uh, what's next week? All right. Because I got complaints that people had a hard time solving Pokemon of the Week because it, they, uh, the, the clues were too long and they lost track as I went on. I made this the longest clues ever. Here we go. Blues, clues. Summon- some internet resources of dubious quality claim that the Gen 4 and Gen 7 games are tied for the number of mythical Pokemon that were made available as part of their games. While I hate the pointless and quite arbitrary debates concerning mythical versus legendary Pokemon, all of the Pokemon being considered for these purposes were only available through a unique distribution method. The Gen 4 games provided access to Viany, Manaphy, Darkrai, Shaman, and Arceus, five Pokemon, two of which have an evolutionary relationship. Gen 7 games have three mythical Pokemon that were obtainable through traditional mystery gift distribution methods. One of these was commonly believed to have been part of the Kalos region. 
This is not the Pokemon of the week. Two of these are clearly Alolan. One of these is the Pokemon of the week. There are also two mythical Pokemon in Gen 7 that have an evolutionary relationship. Neither of these is the Pokemon of the week. Three of the five Gen 7 mythical Pokemon are a type of which Greg does not approve and frequently treats with disdain. (laughs) None of these is the Pokemon of the week. Three of the Gen 7 mythical Pokemon have been featured in movies. One of these is the Pokemon of the week. Three of the Gen 7 mythical Pokemon share one of their types. None of these is the Pokemon of the week. Three of the Gen 7 mythical Pokemon are monotype. One of these is the Pokemon of the week. Three of the Gen 7 mythical Pokemon have the letter L in their Pokemon category. One of these is the Pokemon of the week. Finally, and most importantly, four of the Gen 7 mythical Pokemon have names that start with the same letter. None of these is the Pokemon of the week. There you go. That's all your clues. Get them all together and you'll get the answer. What's chat talk? <laughs> mythical chat talk? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. I'm waiting for the Gen 4 sitting cuties. Stock up on chat tots. All right. We will be back next week. Although we'll have to figure out when we're recording. Mm-hmm. We'll be, oh, Mewtwo's birthday coming up. Hey, happy birthday to Mewtwo on Saturday. Yeah. Mewtwo, uh, some weird Kanto lore. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Mewtwo on Saturday. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, I will be testing out a Series 8 competitive team tomorrow or tonight on Twitch if you're listening to this on Monday. If you would like to rent it, I will have that available for you. Otherwise, we'll have uh, Twitch streams all this week. Twitch.tv slash PKMNCast. TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all the same. P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. I made a ribbon. I made two ribbon guides that are on YouTube. Uh, One ribbon guide talks about uh, how to get all the ribbons. Not all the ribbons, but to show you where to start for ribbons if you want to do a ribbon journey from a Generation 3 game to a Generation 8 game. And then I just made a new ribbon guide that came out on Friday, which is how to get every ribbon in Pokemon Sword and Shield and how to, like, that's a more in-depth guide. The first guide is like a general overview between Gen 8 to Gen 3 to Gen 8. And then the other guide is specifically every ribbon in Generation Sword and Shield. I should have said Generation 8. That was weird. So those are both up on YouTube. And then uh, on Wednesday, February 3rd, if you want to see the math and how breaks work for both good and bad, that will be up on YouTube on Wednesday. Got a lot of content coming out this week. Thank you to everyone who supports, listens to the show, made it to the end. You can follow Greg on Twitter at White Wing, Will on Twitter at Wash in the Sink. I'm at Dragging a Lake. You can join us over our subreddit, r slash super effective. And we will be back next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super sitting cuties are coming to my house.
waste of money. My house. It is a waste of money. In the middle of middle the of my street. No, 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 no. Madness is a great band. Who? Madness. Was that Madness? I thought it yeah. was Dexy's Midnight Runners. No, Dexy's Midnight Runners was Come On Eileen. Ah, still a terrible song. <laughs> This podcast is supported by our Patreon backers. If you would like to support on Patreon, you can head over to ise.cash to support us. A shout out to our producers of this episode, starting with Catherine, Courtney, Kay, Matthew, Jetsy, Patrick, Bovine, Casey, Brady, Steph, Brian, Stephen, and Kevin and our executive producers of Spencer and Anthony. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making it to the end. And have a great rest of your week. <laughs>